0: Welcome to Free For All
1: Fridays on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Mike K. Cook. I am from AM 800. CKLW in Windsor. Very, uh, well, flurry-like. Not not like it is in Buffalo and other parts of the country, but uh, I'm down here in Windsor. We are going to talk this hour with uh, two of our panelists, luminaries from around the country, who are going to talk about a number of issues this morning. We've got kind of like the five or six big topics we want to get to this hour here on the I Heart Radio Talk Network. So thanks for being with us. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about the mask recommendations, the strong recommendations. Twitter, are you done? Oh, my God. Has Elon Musk ruined it already? We're also talking about Donald Trump running for president again. That was announced this week. Does he have a shot? World Cup starts this weekend. Canada will play next week. And are you into it? And <laughs> believe it or not, we're going to uh, maybe give you some of the best sounds that you've ever heard and some of the worst sounds. You've ever heard before we wrap up this hour here on Free for All Friday. So here we go. Let's introduce our panelists today. Ryan Price is the news director, afternoon host at CFAX 1070 in beautiful Victoria, BC. Good afternoon from our Eastern time zone. Good morning to you, Ryan. Hello. How are you?
0: Welcome, everybody.
1: And also, we have uh, Karen Rustul, who is uh, the CEO of Shared Value Solutions, Bold Realities, and whose land and an executive with uh, experience leading policy implementation change management management and indigenous relations and policy that is a mouthful karen you do it all
2: happy to join you for uh these insightful conversations today Look yeah, forward I, to
1: it i think it'll be very insightful and i think it'll have we'll have a little fun here with some of the topics uh, today on free for all friday so let's start now with the mask re- recommendations that came out you know should it be a mandate should it be a recommendation? Should it be a strong recommendation? Earlier this week, uh, Dr. Kieran Moore in, uh, in Ontario, the medical officer of health here, uh, he said, you know what, uh, we're going back. We're recommending masks. Here's what he had to say.
0: It is our youngest children, those under five, who are especially vulnerable to severe outcomes from RSV and COVID and influenza. And we need to ensure that we take all the necessary steps to keep them safe. Okay, and uh, he he was also
1: saying in some uh, situations in families, he says, you know what, you might have to mask up at home. If
2: I'm a mom to, let's say, a toddler and I wake up with the sniffles, you're saying I should be masking at
0: home? I'm sorry, but you should. um, You should be doing good hand hygiene, cleaning surfaces, masking as best you can to decrease the risk to that child.
1: Okay so you know we we, then we look out west and what's happening Ryan where you are in BC and the uh, provincial health officer Dr. Uh, Bonnie Henry says even with the rising rates of uh, respiratory illnesses especially among kids a mask mandate not necessary.
2: I don't see a mandate as being required by itself right now in the situation that we're in. We all need to learn about that tool and where it is best used
1: okay, because she thinks it's going to keep happening.
2: Because this is going to happen every year. We're going to have respiratory season next year. And masks are one of the tools that are important, that work, that help in the situations where, where we use them most. So if we're not feeling well, if we're going into a crowded situation with poor ventilation, where people we don't know, those are when we need to wear masks.
1: Okay, so here we go, Ryan. We're going to start with you since we just heard from uh, the uh, Medical Officer of Health uh, out in your area in B- British Columbia. Uh, you know, your thoughts on this, uh, the strong recommendations opposed to mandates. Uh, which way should they have went?
0: Yeah, and just to clarify, in Ontario it was the same thing. Strong recommendation. It wasn't a mandate there, right? Yes, correct. It, it was a right. sa- same deal. Oh, okay, so we're, we're all in the same boat. Um, and I, I think that this is probably the the right call from where i'm sitting i i feel like the mandate might be too heavy-handed at the moment which is exactly how our provincial health officer described it is it's 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 too heavy-handed now but I, i do think that they are trying to push the culture towards that of of mask wearing and you heard that in the clip a bit that this is there's just respiratory illnesses in every year. We've always had this. I mean, COVID is a new part of it. But, you know, maybe having a culture where if you do feel sick, you wear a mask so you don't spread it around to everybody. Maybe that's a nice thing. And, hey, I've got pockets and pockets full of masks. Is anybody else putting on their I winter know, coats? right? That, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it's finally cold enough for me to put my winter coats back on. And I'm realizing I have like 18 masks <laughs> stuffed in all the pockets here. There are all these nice cloth ones. I spent money on these. I guess it would be nice to, to use them. Yeah, so. get
1: some use <laughs> out of these things. You're right.
0: Yeah. Karen, uh, how about really, you? Let,
1: let's go to Karen. Karen, if we checked your pockets right now, how many masks are we finding in your winter coats?
2: There are none because they smudge my lipstick, and that oh, makes me very unhappy.
1: see? There's one of the reasons
2: not to wear one, and thank God there's not a
1: mandate. We don't want smudged <laughs> lipstick.
2: We pay too much for it. You know, <laughs> we got to pay attention to uh, when we're applying and how often we're applying. And uh, with the inflation, uh, rate of inflation here, this is something that's at the front of mind of many women across uh, <laughs> probably the Western world more yeah, than anything. What but... is the inflation rate on lipstick right now? Yeah, I didn't that see that
1: up? chart. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I would say about the – I a decent lipstick probably used to go for about 35 to $45, and now it's increased to about – you know,
0: 50 or $60? Ooh, man. <laughs> no one is safe. Nobody is safe from this inflation nightmare.
1: No, no. And, you know, guys, I I, I am, you know, there's so many reasons. I think it's just simpler to be a guy. And, and there's another reason right there that Karen just put uh, put it
2: out. And you this. could just appreciate that when you're out uh, on a date with your partner and they've made that much effort. uh to secure the right lip shade, um, I think, I, well, I hope at least this brings a new sense of appreciation. Okay, I think it does.
1: Yeah, props. Props to all the ladies out there. We, 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 I don't know, Ryan, I never realized the lipstick would be uh, would be in the way of, uh, of wearing a mask. So are, are you guys masking up now? Like, I, I started in more crowded places since that recommendation from uh, Dr. Kieran Moore here in Ontario. Ryan, are you starting
0: to mask up or maybe you didn't stop? You know, honestly, I I haven't been, but I've I've personally been healthy, and I gather that one of the most effective ways to use the mask is to stop your own germs from spreading around. So I feel like uh, I probably will if I'm ever feeling any symptoms, put them on. Uh, I haven't yet, but you know, may- maybe I should. I don't know. Also, interesting that I think that um, we're experiencing slightly different respiratory illness seasons in the different provinces. And I, I picked up this uh, this week, because you guys have had a lot of, what is it, the RSV? Is that the thing that's really killing you in Ontario right now?
1: Yeah, a lot of with the kids, too, especially going into yeah. the uh, the ICUs.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's that's been a huge story there. When we had uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry, our provincial medical health officer, give us the update here this week, she said, actually, we're not seeing that one as much here. We saw that one last year more in B.C. This year, That one's not as big of a deal. The COVID numbers are actually kind of slumping. It's just the plain old flu that's hammering BC because we're definitely uh, experiencing a huge spike in illness, don't get me wrong, but it's a different thing here. And I just think that's interesting that the provinces are experiencing different respiratory illnesses at different times. Karen got a minute left, go ahead.
2: Yeah, is it a question, Ryan, of BC's winter seems to be delayed comparative to Ontario? So that's one question that I would have. Uh, Do you think it plays a factor?
0: I think it might be that Ontario actually had stricter lockdowns last year than B.C. did. So the kids were mingling more last year and kind of got it out of the way, whereas this is the first winter, I think, for Ontario that you have had the full the, 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 the full um, freedom of, of movement for kids and full freedom of germs to spread. So a bunch of kids that haven't had a chance to be exposed to it in three years are finally getting it there Whereas we kind of had that experience last year. I think that was what the provincial health officer indicated last uh, a few days ago. Okay. And, and interesting.
1: I, oh, we got to stop it there. I'm sorry, Karen. We, we only have uh, a few seconds left. But interesting that that just, just came out. Uh, Siobhan Morris from CTV News uh, reporting that there's a video now that's making its rounds on Twitter uh, with Dr. Kieran Moore from Ontario at a party without a mask after he gave the recommendations... <laughs> To wear, strongly advised to wear a mask, especially in crowded settings, and they asked Doug Ford about it, and he emphasized, well, it's a personal choice, and I guess Dr. Moore made his personal choice and said, you know, I'm not going to wear a mask,
0: so. Well, I guess he doesn't want to get his lips- uh, lipstick smudged. That Simple might as be that. it, right, Karen? I, I mean, I, maybe I that's think, it. I
2: think, I think I saw him with a glass of something something in his hand, and yeah. uh, it looked like he was wearing uh, lip gloss, so maybe he didn't want to smudge no. that. I don't know.
1: I don't know if we want to start those rumors, but, I mean, those. Yeah, that, maybe that's one of the reasons. I don't know. Free for All Friday continues on the iHeartRadio network. We're going to come back, and, oh, my God, is Twitter dead? It might be. We'll talk about it next on it. Free for All Friday. to free for all Fridays on the Radio Talk Network. Thanks for joining us uh, this afternoon. Friday, we're almost at the weekend, everyone. I am Mike A. Cook from AM 800 CKLW in Windsor. We are joined on free for all Friday by various guests and talent from around the ne- uh, from around the country. And uh, joining us uh, today, Ryan Price, News Director, Afternoon Drive host. So he's still, Ryan, you still got to work later today, right? Like I'm almost done. This is just the start for me. Oh, man. You are from CFAX 1070 in Victoria. And uh, Karen Restoul, who is uh, the CEO of Shared Value Solutions, Bold Realities, Whose Land. Karen does it all, basically. An executive with experience leading policy implementation, change man- management and indigenous relations and policy. Where, where are you at today, Karen?
2: I'm uh, joining you from Nipissing First Nation.
1: Oh, how's the weather there?
2: Glorious, oh, the suns shining. <laughs> Over the water. The water looks like it has floating crystals in it. It's beautiful. I'm in, I'm in my happy place.
1: Okay, good, good. We're all in our happy place here on uh, Free For All Friday. So, okay, let's get into a place that's not so happy right now. It is the Twitter. I love Twitter so much, and I'm just sad to see what it's hap- what, what is happening with Elon Musk uh, at the controls right now, and is continuing now to bleed engineers, other workers, after the new owner, Elon Musk... Uh, who uh, who gave them a choice, either pledge to hardcore work or resign with severance pay. Hundreds of employees signaled they were leaving ahead of the Thursday deadline set by Elon, posting a salute emoji or a symbol familiar to Twitter workers on the company's internal Slack messaging board. Now, the newest round of departures means the platform is uh, continuing to lose workers just as it's gearing up for the World Cup tournament. One of the busiest events on Twitter can overwhelm its systems if they go haywire. And now there's nobody left to to take care of all this stuff. Here is uh, one former, now former, Twitter employee, what he posted on the platform.
2: Everybody here, we're all about to get fired from Twitter. Uh, I've been nine years
1: and nine months now. Same with you. Five, four, three, two... One, zero. happy new year! Oh man! So you know what? Everybody's leaving. Uh, Karen, uh, how how? I don't know. How upset are you? How interested in in Elon Mess and uh, what's happening with Twitter?
2: Well, the way I look at it is is really is anyone really surprised? He is the definition of idiosyncratic. Like the guy has shown to us time and time again that he's driven by vision and pursues that vision relentlessly and that he expects the same from everyone around him so when he goes into twitter did we really expect him to be stepping to the status quo
1: i don't think so i didn't think he would destroy things like he has so soon i mean the guy obviously is a brilliant businessman with his paypal and his rocket ships and his electric cars and things like that so i'm kind of shocked at the speed at which this took place
2: yeah, I can't say that it's the best practice uh, that you would utilize in you know, in, in, in employment and labor spaces, especially when you're talking about a largely millennial and Gen Z workforce. Uh, definitely not the best approach, but nonetheless, I think it's consistent for what Elon has shown us uh, at Tesla and other projects that he's worked on.
1: Ryan, uh, you're, you're not only the afternoon drive host, you're also the news director at CFAX. Do so you go to your employees and say, okay, get on board, we're going extremely
0: hardcore? <laughs> this is this is talk radio 2.0, folks. You're <laughs> in it or you're out. That's oh, you know what also you know what also I, I wouldn't do is is one thing. about I was watching this closely yesterday because having that deadline out there that because he sent that email out. I think it was what two nights ago, and he goes, "Look at at 5 p.m. Eastern time. You're with me, or you're out. Yeah. You get your two months severance, whatever it is." So everybody was watching when that deadline came, where it was around 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon here in on the West Coast, like, what's going to happen? And then the 2 o'clock happened, and then nothing seemed to, other than a lot of people commenting on Twitter, nothing seemed to happen. But then about an hour later, I guess, all of the doors to Twitter buildings locked down, and everybody's pass cards stopped working. Did you guys catch this? Yeah, girl? it's scary. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then everybody's and then everybody's locked out until Monday. And the rumors, because nobody, there's no official statement on it, but the the rumors and the leaks seem to indicate that now they're afraid of all of these thousands of Twitter employees uh, sabotaging something or doing something on their way out, so they had to lock everything down. That just seems like chaos to me. And regardless of, uh, and Karen, to your point, regardless of whether you know maybe there is some vision here, there is some method to the madness. And, you know, he's he's clearing house to, to build a new thing in his own image, I, even if that is the case. I, I like I, I I can't believe the amount of chaos he's creating on the way to that. And I wonder what happens next. Can he rebuild it or did he just damage this thing fatally? I, I, I don't know the answer, but I've got the popcorn. Yeah, it's a,
1: it's a great it's a great movie, isn't it, Karen? I mean, we're all watching to see what happens, even if you're not like a big person that's into Twitter.
2: I think he's taking it into another direction that maybe none of us can imagine. It's in, like I said, he he has he's been known to do this. He has a vision. He doesn't express it to the people around him, and he just pursues it relentlessly. And right now, what I see is he's looking for the loyals. He's looking for the people who are willing to get behind him, and what he stands for, and whether or not they'll follow. Uh, I guess we'll we'll see over time. But it's his company. He bought it you know, it's all within his right for him to make the changes uh, that he sees fit. And I think by nature, humans are resistant to change. uh, And we don't like things that are unstable and unpredictable. So I can appreciate how folks uh, are struggling a little bit. And it's it might be the, the end of Twitter as we know it, but maybe not the end of Twitter as Elon knows it.
1: Like Ryan said, Twitter 2.0, News Talk 2.0. It's just like, <laughs> you know, if he wanted to destroy this thing because he didn't like the platform, it's still 44 million bucks he paid for Ryan for Twitter. I mean, that's billion, a lot of money. A oh, billion, sorry. Even better. A billion, 44 billion. That's a lot of money for anyone, even Elon Mess.
0: I think. That's another part of the story that is uh, I have to keep thinking about the fact that any one person in the world has that kind of money to throw around at whatever his pet peeve is. I don't like this company. I'm going to buy the whole thing all by myself, all forty four billion dollars, which I have and can just throw around like this. Um, I think it's sort of a sign of of how much power we have uh, allowed certain people to amass when it comes to money and whether or not we like that as a world i don't know but it's uh it's another part of the story that i do find find interesting that we can have these kind of people around that can they can just at their own personal whim disrupt things because they have the financial backing personally to do it they don't even need to have bring a company on board they can just as an individual take it on uh, that's a weird world to live in yeah it, it sure is and we go ahead karen
2: can i just add something One thing that I've really appreciated is when he brought back Ligma and Johnson admitted that he had made the mistake by getting rid of them and said, you know, I've erred and uh, they've now been rehired and, you know, mistakes happen. Like, we don't have enough of that in society. People willing to take risk, making mistakes, acknowledging that they made the mistake and then taking the steps to correct that course, it's a rarity. And I really appreciate that aspect of this whole debacle.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to watch this, though, throughout the tech industry, because Twitter's getting the most attention right now because it seems like it's in a lot of trouble and, and, and with Elon. But, like, Lyft and Facebook and Netflix and Amazon, they're all, you know, cutting huge amounts of employees, Ryan. So this is something the tech industry is going through right now, and maybe because of what the economy is like.
0: Yeah, you know, there's another thing. You're right. They might be shedding a lot of employees at Twitter right now because of this chaos we've just been describing but with less chaos but the same result there are all kinds of tech layoffs happening in that that world uh and and it's thousands of people thousands of people it's a bit of a bloodbath right now in the world of tech as we as we uh, move forward so yeah you know maybe it's just the same but with with more uh with more bang for your buck more fireworks yeah could be.
1: Anyway, I think I think Ryan you nailed it. Like let's sit back, let's pop the popcorn, grab your favorite beverage yeah. and watch the show. I mean, and speaking of which, speaking of the show, we got 2 years of it now down in the US with the presidential election and former president Donald Trump saying yeah I'm in again I'm I'm going to run and I thought it was uh, a pretty interesting speech that he gave on Tuesday night uh, you know about a week after the uh, midterm elections we're going to come back and talk about that here on Free for All Friday I am Mike Cook from AM 800 CKLW in Windsor we have Ryan Price who is uh, from CFAX in Victoria and uh, Karen Restoul is with us from Shared Value Solutions we'll be back with more next right here on the iHeart Radio Talk Network Now more of Free For All Fridays on the iHeart Radio Talk Network. Wow, that's some and uh, guitar from producer Tony Tedesco uh, this afternoon. Is that Tony playing guitar? That sounds pretty good. Mike I K. Cook. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> was that you, Tony? I thought it was Mike K. Cook from AM 800 CKLW in Windsor, and this is Free For All Friday, and we have uh, two of our guests, one uh, who's uh, way over there, way over there in B.C. from where I am, Ryan Price, news director and afternoon host at CFAX 1070 in Victoria bc and karen restool is the ceo of uh, shared value solutions bold realities and whose land so we appreciate their time this afternoon as we take a look at the top stories of the week get our comments on them and get your comments as well uh, on text and uh, on social media and uh, the, one of the big stories this week came in the u.s when i i don't think it's a shocker at all that uh, u.s president former u.s president donald trump said this
0: he's running again in order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States.
1: There you go. Oh, a roar from the handpicked crowd. He spoke about the campaign.
0: This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. Because the only force strong enough to defeat the massive corruption we are up against is you, the American people. Mm.
1: Okay, he also talked, and we talked about it earlier, mask mandates or recommending them. And, you know, Los Angeles just came out uh, just the other day to say uh, they're, they're recommending them again. And uh, He talked about the COVID mandates. we have that clip? No? no. Oh, you don't have that? Okay. Well, that's all right. That's all right. He basically said he, he will abolish every Biden COVID uh, mandate and uh, rehire all the patriots that... Uh, you know that uh, that lost their jobs because of the mandate. So let let's get to uh, to our panel now and get their thoughts. Ryan uh, Ryan Price, uh, let's start with you. Uh, were you I don't know. Were you shocked to see him decide to put his hat in the ring once again?
0: No, I mean not surprised. I think it was pretty well telegraphed that it was going to happen. I just think it's so interesting seeing the reception to this after the U.S. midterm elections, which was that was just last week, right? Yeah, yeah, that was just last week, I'm yes. Pretty sure. So, and and the the red wave that was supposed to crash over the U.S. political system, drown all of the Democrats in red ink, uh, it never happened. Obviously, as we all know, uh, the, the Democrats managed to uh, to maintain a tight control or a, a very slim control of the Senate, the Congress. Yes, went to to the the Republicans, but not by the landslide they were expecting. And I think that has changed the reception to this announcement, and even Rupert Murdoch, the media mogul who had previously pumped up Trump with all of his uh, newspapers, TV networks, all of that stuff, uh, seems to have cooled. I think a lot of the, uh, the the Murdoch-controlled newspapers have not been very warmly receptive of this announcement, which is really a sign of the way that I think some things are happening. Uh, and there's Ron DeSantis, who uh, had the exact opposite, a very strong showing in Florida, Um and I think is, is showing momentum and Trump, on the other hand, is showing uh, direction going the other way. And could this finally be a moment? Are we are we seeing a, a bit of the shine come off him when it comes to the Republicans? I'm I'm not sure, but I, I do feel like the energy feels different. The reception feels different. And while I'm not surprised he made the announcement, I may be surprised that I'm seeing that kind of cooler reception to it. I don't know about you guys.
1: Yeah, I, I am so, uh, somewhat surprised as well. Uh, how about you, Karen?
2: I mean, he was never really a Republican favorite uh, or at least not in the traditional sense. A lot of his support uh, came from uh, average Americans who were inspired um, by his uh, quest to shake things up uh, south of the border. You know, when I think of this story in line with what we previously talked about before the break going on at Twitter, like this is actually what should be piquing our interest over here is whether or not. Trump is going to secure another platform for another four years and really shake it up. And uh, a little, I think we should be worrying a little less about what Elon is 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 up to. But uh, a little bit of alignment here is that uh, Trump actually used Twitter as his platform to disrupt mainstream politics uh, in 2016, and then it was really the platform of communication for him over the course of his four-year term. So. Maybe some linkages here is uh, Elon in conversation with Trump. Um, you know, we said it first here at uh, Free For All Friday. So I'm curious <laughs> to see what that'll bring.
1: And as we sit here and talk about Donald Trump, news just coming out this hour that uh, the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland is going to appoint a special counsel to determine whether criminal charges should be filed against the former president, according to this report that uh, that came out by uh, the Wall Street Journal just three days after <laughs> He has uh, decided
0: to run for president again, Ryan. Well, I think that's another reason why there's no surprise he ran. He almost needs to be in that office to protect himself from these kind of investigations, allegations, uh, criminal charges that are are floating out there. So uh, I I guess that that's one reason why there's there's no surprise he's trying for this. And, And just back to the where do we go from here and and like karen was just saying he he might never have been a favorite of the republican brass themselves but what they had to accept was that he was bringing in a, a giant base that was rabid for him and was in the party and what what were they going to do if they go against trump they go against all these voters they need but i think what we just saw last week is a demonstration that those voters didn't come those those huge amount of Trump supporters weren't driving the votes like they they might have been before. So maybe that Republican brass can start to look somewhere else or steer things away if they don't if they're not scared of the the Trump supporters at changing things too much. So I, I was um, kind yeah.
1: of uh, sorry to interrupt, Ryan. I, I was kind of surprised the other night watching the fact that he was he was he had a lower tone to him and he didn't go to his usual Trumpisms as far as. You know, calling her crazy Nancy, calling Joe Biden sleepy
2: Joe. I don't know if you noticed that, Karen. I mean, I did not take notice of that, but uh, but I, I like the two of you sense that the tone is quite different this time around. I'm actually a bit surprised with the recent decision in uh, Roe versus Wade. He got a lot of credit for that um, in his move to beef up the Supreme Court uh, with a conservative majority. And what was interesting, I was curious to see whether or not that would actually win him support, but it doesn't seem like you know, the results of the midterms and uh, the show of support here that, or the lack thereof uh, following his announcement, um, maybe that's not enough. Maybe people see themselves with a different style or, or type of leader uh, for what's going on in the world today.
1: Yeah. Do you guys have any ideas who you would like to see as president of the United States other than, you know, kind of the names we have out there? Because I'm not crazy about Biden. Uh, Trump, I don't think he might be in jail by then. Who knows? Uh, You know, I I don't like uh, Ron uh, DeSantis at all in Florida. I I don't like any of them. Ryan, any ideas who you'd like to see? I know The Rock is uh, one of the favorites in in some of the sports books to be the next president. I don't know if uh, The Rock... Dwayne Johnson is going to put himself in the
0: running though. Here here here's here's where we go with this. Elon Musk no, moves in. Us. After he's done after he's done with Twitter and he's turned that thing around, he's got 2 years to show what he can do. <laughs> Maybe it's time to shake up the White House and have White House 2.0 hardcore mode. Look at this. He's just a full circle on the
1: stories uh, today here on Free for All Friday. Karen, any suggestions on who should run for US president?
2: I, I'd love to see a race between uh, The Rock and Elon for the uh, nomination. <laughs> wow! I think no, either or would, would shake something. things up. I no, think. It's...
0: It, it... Oh, sorry. Go I was going to say that 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 uh, that is like a dream matchup for for pundits for sure, right there. But do you guys, in all seriousness, seriousness, do you think Biden steps away and they start pushing Kamala Harris forward a bit more? Is is that even a possibility? Do you think
1: Kamala's still around? Is yeah, still like around? I, is she doing
0: I, something. Two years ago, I thought that was the move, but yeah. like, she's been invisible for two years, and I, I'm, I'm starting to question that.
1: Uh, someone said in our text, uh, text board, Barack Obama, Carolyn Kennedy was, uh, was on the list as well. I, I don't know. I, I have no ideas on who should run for president. And I think anybody who's that smart and has that much money to be able to do it is smart enough not to know to run for president because I think it's just, you know, it's just a losing position. (laughs) Unless you just want to say, hey, I was president.
0: I liked Obama, but I mean, what's he going to do? He can't run again. You know, I... I don't know. It'll probably be some crazy outsider we I mean Obama was like that. He kind of came out of nowhere when he uh, he he became president, and maybe it's it's time for that again.
1: Okay, we'll kick the soccer ball around when we come back next on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Free for all Fridays continues on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Welcome back and hope you're having a good Friday and it is Mike K. Cook I am from AM 800 CKLW in Windsor hosting today along with our uh, guest Ryan Price news director afternoon host at CFAX 1070 in Victoria BC Karen Rastoul is the CEO of Shared Value Solutions Bold Realities whose land and it's just like she does it all she does everything executive with experience leading policy implementation change management management indigenous relations and policy uh thanks to them for their time uh, this hour and thanks to you for uh, for listening before we get into our next topic more names coming in we were talking before uh the break about who should run for president of the united states uh, what do you guys think of this someone said um liz cheney karen any thoughts on liz cheney running for president
2: uh I think, uh, you know, to have any female candidate for presidency would help to uh, shift things. I think we saw that with uh, Hillary Clinton running. Um, it inspired women, girls everywhere. And so I'm in favor, regardless of uh, either party, uh, I'm in favor of female candidates running for, for office, for uh, the head of companies. Um, I think the world would benefit uh, greatly if we had more female leaders
1: it seems like it's time it seems like it's overtime to have a uh, female president in the united states uh ryan how about uh, somebody said bob barker did, like do they mean the price is right guy like with a skinny <laughs> microphone up there
0: <laughs> i i think i think is this he is alive sure. <laughs> uh, yeah i guess that we got to check that first um not saying he isn't i don't know i don't want to start any rumors but i i I, I think this just kind of shows that everybody's a little bit at a loss. Like, there, there just doesn't seem to be the clear person. And we're usually, usually there's somebody at this point. Yeah. That's like a rising star. Really yeah. The rising star. Where's the rising star right now? We have some falling stars. Yeah. We <laughs> have plenty of them. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe, um, like I said, may, maybe it's going to be once we get into those, uh, those seasons where you get the, what is it, the primaries where the, the, um, all well, those those candidates start going at it and somebody might might emerge out of there unexpected yeah. that's kind of just just in all seriousness i kind of feel like that might be the case because right now it's just but again here here i am in canada i don't know that yeah well american whatever politics, right we're on the side yeah it's 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 something that i'm not as deeply invested in but you know just since you can't ignore american politics i am surprised that there isn't that obvious person and and maybe that's I think, yeah, the the person is still yet to show themselves. I think that's what okay. I think. All
1: right, well, let's move on because I wanted to get to this. How about soccer announcer? The best part about watching the World Cup will be this. <laughs> guy, what what a uh, set of lungs on uh, on that guy, soccer announcer guy. World Cup is uh, about to get underway. Canada will play Belgium on Wednesday at 2 o'clock, and then they'll play Morocco on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, and then Croatia and Canada Sunday at 11 a.m. You will watch uh, all of this on uh, TSN. Uh, Karen, how, what's your care level, Karen, from 1, till 10, one to 10, 10 being the most – about the world cup
2: i'm a i'm a hockey fan i don't i don't really follow soccer um that in itself could probably be a statement but that said um i'm a proud canadian citizen and i think that when you qualify for the first time in 36 years uh which i think is the situation here uh you can't help yourself but get excited for for the team and the potential there
1: I, I think you're, unlike de- you, I, I'm not a big soccer fan. I never watch it. I, I think it's really boring, although I'm a huge baseball fan, and people say the same thing about that. Ryan, uh, your care level uh, about the World Cup, uh, I, I think Karen nailed it, That the fact that Canada's in it for the first time since 1986 is going to be a
0: huge factor. Yeah, I agree, because you know, since Canada has not been at the World Cup since the 80s, it has meant that my loyalty has had to lie with England and cheering for Team England in the World Cup is kind of like being a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. (laughs) No chance. You've got, you're you're never going to win, but you think you will all year long and you think you're the biggest, biggest team and you've got all the money and the resources and you get nothing but frustration. That's kind of like cheering for Team England in the World Cup. So this time I get to put that frustration into Team Canada and watch us, uh, uh, not win it, I guess. So yeah, I'm well, yeah we're not going to win, later. but we, maybe we can yeah. make a run. You know, maybe I hope you know, we get out something. of the group. I'm, I, you know what I'm hoping. I hope we get out of the group stage uh because two teams are going to get out of the group stage. So you know, maybe we're not going to be top of our of our initial group, but maybe we can sneak through there. Maybe we can get a little further. That's kind of what I'm hoping for, and I'm a bit excited for that, and I'm excited to. Uh, to see canada there at this stage because the world cup is is one of the the world's biggest sporting events and it's neat for us to be taking part in it and then i can go back to not watching soccer for four years well that's it i think uh yeah and, then, and don't forget gray
1: cup this weekend by the way cfl championship that's taking place 109th gray cup uh you'll see that on uh, on tsn this weekend as well well are you guys gonna be watching the gray cup karen
2: I, I'd be more inclined to watch the Grey Cup. Um, admittedly, uh, I find, and this is a bit of a stereotype, uh, the uh, the diving and, and the slight injuries of soccer really are a turnoff for, for me and pretty much everyone from around here. Uh, but uh, we do watch the foot North American football style. Uh, is very well appreciated uh, over here in the, the Nipissing region.
1: Awesome. Okay, well, I, I like the, uh, the soccer part. The can of spray they bring out. To, uh, to help the injured players. It's, uh, it's really amazing to see how, how they just pop <laughs> back up with the can of spray. I'm like, where do I get this stuff? That would be <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, we're almost wrapped up for uh, for this hour, believe it or not. We're almost out of here, but I wanted to uh, talk about this before we left. The most in, best and worst sounds that are out there. They had um, a, a survey about this, about the worst sounds. 54% said scratching a chalkboard was the most irritating sound. Would you guys have one on your list? There's also chewing with your mouth open, talking loudly, smacking your gum, and snoring on the list. Karen?
2: The chalkboard one really... uh, You know, that's probably the earliest sound that we all hated. When you're sitting in class, you know, when they take out that... uh, the four chalk thing to make the lines on the chalkboard, or maybe I'm just dating myself. And there always seemed to be... The metal part just grinding against the chalkboard
1: oh, I can and hear making it
2: everyone cringe. Um, so that one for me, definitely. Um, I don't really get. Uh, I don't really get annoyed by sounds. I know, you know, my my brother, one of my brother's sister-in-law, they get annoyed with the chewing with the mouth open thing. Yeah, I don't like that I'm either. Not, I'm, yeah, I'm not really bothered by uh, by other sounds. I, I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, immune to it. Who knows? Okay.
1: Yeah, chewing with the mouth open—something that—that like that would be grounds for divorce for me. Uh, Ryan, uh, any any on those list? Uh, worst sounds? Well,
0: I I, I will. But I, what was the best sound? I'm really curious. Oh, we're gonna get to that. We we got to. Yeah, we're left. getting there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think I think I think the the chalkboard. That's just such a. That's way too easy of an option. That's just too basic. I think they're missing the real terrible sound, and it's it's here. It's when it's about ten o'clock at night, and you finally got all your kids to bed. And you finally go and sit down on the couch. You turn on the TV. And you're just getting settled. And then the whining from the bedroom starts. Oh, no. And From, from your the wife? hasn't started. Or... From, the, <laughs> from the kids. From the kids. Oh, from the kids. Okay. I thought it might be from well, I... No, the whining. The whining. The, the, the kids. Like, you think they're down. And then you hear, Dad.
1: Dad! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's Great way to end down. it. Best sounds, rainstorm and singing. We're out of here. Enjoy your weekend.